Yeah, yeah. It's your boy, uh, Skinny Penis, back at it again with another episode of the We Do It For a well, Podcast. It's, it's it's bald, skinny penis now. Oh yeah, <laughs> nigga, he got his head shaved, not his. Wait a minute. Oh, I got the. Jo- I caught it. I just caught it. Damn. I caught the joke, but I, they balls, got me. I didn't catch that. They caught me. They caught me. Yeah, I'm bald now, and um, we back at it again with some bullshit. We talk about the uh, you know segregation, um, uh, how Joe's- it's needed. Joe's social media addiction. Yeah, how addicted I was to social media. And what else, bro? Uh, we talked about if Jack Harlow's... Well, we introduced our What's Poppin' seg- what Who's Really Poppin' segment, our new segment uh, on the podcast, and we did Jack Harlow this week. Oh, and we are going a full detailed analysis on Lil Nas X's last uh, music video. That was not in here. That's it was. No, it no, was not. It, it was not. We did not record. You told Let me. the listeners know. By listening throughout the whole podcast, and they will decide if we went through it or not. Joe, I pressed the record button. I know they did. And this will stay in here. We did not talk about that. Yes, we did, bro. Let me also ask through that shit back, y'all boys. Peace. Episode 17 of We Do It For Us, man. Enjoy. <laughs> As you know, I'm Damari, your host. It's your boy, Cozy, a.k.a. Joe. And it's your girl, Renee, back in the building once again. Where we discuss music. Okay, so we back. We do it for us podcast, episode 17. We do it for us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Vinay's back with us, you guys. You know. I'm back. Joe, yeah. what were you saying the last episode? <laughs> a tramp stamp? What the fuck is that? Bro, I- <laughs> it's a stamp. All right, so it's a tattoo on the lower back of your body, right above your butt crack. Vinay got one of uh, a oh. tiger. Hmm. No, it was actually a walrus, not a tiger. Damn. Did you actually get a back tattoo, or are you just joking? No, because like I'm... I definitely have a tattoo in the place of a tramp stamp now. That is a walrus. Yes. In or the in the in the um in the two teeth are really animated. Too. Damn, bro! I was gonna say let's go get some temp tattoos and then take a picture of it and. <laughs> And Yo, watch Joe, watch Joe walk in one day and got We Do It For Us tatted right on his ass, man. <laughs> like a stripper, bro. Damn, I ain't never seen a stripper with an ass tattoo. <laughs> There's a few. They got, they got some nice ass tats, bro. I don't know no strippers with no ass tattoos. All the strippers I know like to keep it clean on their ass. Nah, it's one. Oh, my God. There's this one on Instagram. Let me stop. Looking yeah. We do it for us, not them. <laughs> <laughs> I but do it for strippers. Damn. <laughs> I felt I felt so thrown into this, man. You know, you ever just feel like a rag doll, bro? Like a voodoo right. doll? Like a voodoo, like nah. the shit that they stick pins in? No, that's a. I mean, I wouldn't say voodoo doll. They could throw that shit around. That's I said a, a rag doll. Yeah, that's a rag doll. A rag doll is like one of those dolls that's like formless and faceless. That's just like thrown around and looked at. And I guess it's an old thing. That y'all motherfuckers probably don't. Know like, so you feel? Wait, you started. You said you feel like a rag doll. Yeah, you ever feel like a rag doll? Do you like, feel like? I all right, all right, all right. I'll get a better example. Yeah. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag, flowing through the wind? Just harming you know. the environment in the ozone layer. Do y'all don't know that Katy Perry song? No. No. What <laughs> Katy Perry song? Fireworks by Katy. Oh, Perry. you talking Do about you plastic feel bags? Like a plastic bag. Flowing through the wind. Oh, that boy's gone. God, okay. Roar? Oh, Katy Perry. Sta- I forgot. I no, forgot Joe was. I be forgetting, man. Uh, Katy Perry snap. 
<laughs> this is a Katy Perry stan account. Okay, okay. <laughs> you got you got three artists. You got Katy Perry, Britney, and Lady Gaga. So Katie. which person you got Katy? Who we got Lady Wait, Gaga? Wait, who, who are the three options again? Okay, Joe got Katy Perry. Then we're left with either Lady Gaga or Britney Spears. I'm taking Britney Spears. Okay. I like yeah. applause. I'm you get you get Gaga. you meet meet costume meet costume lady. You have her. <laughs> no, but you know, all the but best wait, artists. Wait, hold up, hold up. I'm the one who went bald. So what the? F- so Britney. what that means? So what you oh. get? Brit- no, you Joe don't. changed his hairstyle again, guys. Yeah, I went bald. Well, I grew it back. I'm about to go back to waves, <laughs> but I did go bald, like scout bald. Bro, I told him this nigga he looked like Makai Pfeiffer, bro. I got <laughs> Hannibal Burst. <laughs> you said what? I got Hannibal Burst. Hannibal Burst. What else? Uh, I'll Steve got- Harvey. Nah, I got Steve Harvey. I I also if you got the mustache. Um, and then I also got that one kid from that. Yo, if you look up black kid cartoon character bald, <laughs> you're going to see him. I swear to God, I don't know. Bro, it's that man. one nigga with the shit in the back. I know with the glasses. Yeah. Oh, my. I know Everybody exactly knows, what you're talking I about. I don't know. Like, I don't know his name. He had his whole show. I, um, What, Corey in the house? No, 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 no. That nah, nigga, nah. Was, he wasn't bald. <laughs> yes, Corey he was. Bald. Corey, and, Corey wasn't bald. No, Kyle, Mas- Kyle Massey wasn't bald. Oh, oh uh, yes, him. Little Bill. Little Bill. <laughs> No, but it's multiple though. No, Cornelius Fillmore. That's yes, the that's one. the one I thought with the glasses. That's the first image that came into my mind. Not little Bill. My head is not too like up there. AJ. That one. That one looks like <laughs> an animated version of Terry Crews. A lot of black bald men out there. It's not the only one. Yeah. yeah so Joe is, you <laughs> so know, he's in very uh, familiar waters. What? No. Bald men territory. So I was. I went bald. Like I went to go get my shit braided up, and my uh, beautician was like, "Yo, it's thin in the middle." So I said, "You know what?" Called my barber and said, Yo, it's time. Niggas just started laughing. <laughs> like the whole haircut. He just started laughing. You remember Layton? Layton. The nigga from the bus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was I was going ball. Layton pulled up to the chair right next to me, bro. Mm. And I'm like, damn, bro. He's like, How long you been bald? I said, First time. <laughs> First time. You know what else I hate? I hate my I hate I still hate my neighbor's dog. Yeah, uh, we hit, oh yeah, yeah they, they're making it. They're pretty much there. a part of the podcast. At this yeah, point. bro. <laughs> I named them Bitch One and, and uh, Theodore. Bitch One. And Theodore. Yeah. Not Alvin. Not, not, uh. Yeah, they just nobody not remembers that. Simon was up. Simon. Simon. Nah, I just fucking hate those dogs, bro. Like, they're the only dogs I've ever seen to bark to come inside. <laughs> Usually dogs are barking to, to get go, outside so yeah, they can like, shit, piss. Yeah, these dogs just want to stay in the house. They some house they some house niggas for real. Those some bi- those aren't dogs, bro. Those are those are big cats. Bro. Ooh, that wasn't a good joke. That was a, what? Some house <laughs> called niggas. them house niggas. House niggas. I thought it made sense, man. I guess they hit. Um we get All right, so before we get into this first topic, I you know, we got the artist of the week, you know, handpicked by me this time. But I wanted to get a female on the podcast, you know, with some music because it's been a while. So this is an artist I actually met in high school. I think we had like what music theory together or something. But they go by the name of Hente. I should do crack with her. Yeah, this first song is called Flood. Fuck with it. Love, 
bitches on my line, really giving me fame. And I'm double cup, fucked up, keep the glocky tucked up. Put a finger type up, gon' get a goofy dodged up. Step out in the phases if a birdie wanna fuck up me. Pop out with a bag, told that nigga, shut the fuck up. I've been playing nice, bitch, so don't make a scene. I won't let you sweat a nigga who ain't rich as he seems. Cause these niggas really broke, living over they mean. Peace, y'all. What's going on? Are you interested in starting a podcast and getting your voice put out there? Well, have you heard of the app Anchor? Anchor's the easiest way for you to make a podcast. Now, let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools inside the app that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to start a podcast. Join the day and you won't regret it. All right, y'all. That was Flood by Hensei. Uh, go ahead and follow her on social media. All the information will be in the description. Let's get into it. I was sitting on the street. Broke knees. Boo. Your mama. She boo. loved me. You boo me from my bars last time. Boo, nigga. Boo. Those not even your bars, bro. The bars I like, know they weren't mine. They were Wayne. Guy? What's that one guy who goes up and be like, yo, I got some bars for you. And then he says their own bars. Oh, yeah. I, know oh, yeah. from New York. I know who you're talking about. That's what Demar be doing, bro. I got yeah. some bars for you. And then he be spitting someone else's bars. It's not your bars. <laughs> bro, those rappers used to get so offended. Like, why? Like, nigga, that's my shit. <laughs> Fuck, nigga. Like, I remember one time they said, damn. He, in his face, he was like, yo, this is good. I wonder where you get this shit from. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh wait, this is mine. He did one with Tory Lanez, Chris Brown, uh, Waka Flocka. Yo, Tory Lanez. Busta. I mean, Chris Brown is Chris Brown is Chris Brown is revolutionary. Chris Brown is the first R and B blood I've ever seen in my life. It, he's in Philly. I don't know if he's a blood for y'all. That nigga is the first R and B blood I've ever seen. I've is never he seen, really? Never. I gotta fact check that. I've never seen anybody else in my life. The, the smoothest talking R and B blood in my life, and he can dance. Well, I think Nate Nate Dog was he was I think Nate Dog might have been a Crip. I don't know who's affiliated with what, but I think Nate Dog was affiliated with Crip. So I guess yeah, you might be right. Name one other R and B gangster. Trey Songs used to fight a lot of niggas when he used to be in the yeah. club. Like Trey Songs, that was fight. the liquor talking. That wasn't Trey Songs. That was the liquor. I Trey Songs would put hands on niggas with sober Trey Songs. Bro, he was just at the Super Bowl the other day when the nigga he he yoked up the fucking security guard and had him on his fucking bro. Don't yoke that nigga up. Bro, don't blame Trey Songs because the white man was bitching. All right, don't put Trey Songs in that category. Trey Songs is a good God fearing man. You could still be a good man, but still like can physically deal with a nigga. Have you ever had? Oh man, those allegations say otherwise, but we ain't gonna talk about that. Okay, yeah. Yo, there's like I have like two (laughs) other things, bro. Like I'm always gonna put it out there. (laughs) You uh, always go, yeah, yeah, doesn't, didn't he touch someone inappropriately? I'm like, I don't know, Vinay. I don't know. Have you ever, let's say this, bro. Would you fear a stuttering crip or blood? Like, let's say a nigga walk up to you. What's up, blood? What the fuck you from, blood? What you doing, cuz? Which neighborhood you from, cuz? I'm like, nigga, do you even know where you at? Like, I don't even understand what you're saying right now. Then I'd probably con- you're gonna disrespect get, you're gonna shoot Then I'll probably get my ass beat. You know what I'm saying? Shit <laughs> like that. That nigga's hating on me because I'm gonna be the biggest star in the room. Now I'm saying, I'm be the biggest star than than uh, than Vinay. I don't even rap. 
Bro, you got it. I'm going to hop on the beat, <laughs> and I'm going to go. <laughs> I bet it's going to be number one in the country. I mean, not, these days, yeah. Not this country. <laughs> number one. <laughs> like a what? Like a a ten second, <laughs> a ten second sound going. Num- that would be insane. You know, no, no. That I don't happen. even think songs happen. can get approved if they're not a certain time. No, no, no that did happen. Yeah. That did happen. Uh, uh, a Katy Perry song release is like ten seconds and went number one in Canada. Hell no. Swear to God. No, fuck. Swear it. to God. Nah, you're lying. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. But that's only because it was Taylor Swift. If a regular yeah. Yeah, person good. posted. It. Yeah, Good for Taylor Swift. <laughs> it wasn't like she didn't make no money off it. it just natural. I mean, she took it down. Yeah. All right. So, like I was saying, the biggest reason why I left the social media or decided to take a social media break is because for a while I just kept comparing myself to other people. I kept looking at it. I started, kept looking at other artists, other photographers, other videographers, and I started looking at where they were and and what space they were in. And I was also looking at like. NFTs before it became popping, I've been looking at NFTs and I've been trying to get my shit on there. And I've been waiting on lists, I've been waiting on waiting lists, I've been trying to like compare myself to like, man, like I shoot shit similar or or crazy enough similar to this or exactly like this. Why can't I get the recognition from my work? You know, why can't I, you know, make twelve thousand dollars off of a picture of a fucking car? Why can't I do this? Or what's going on? Why is my work not good enough? Bro, I do the exact same thing with music. Well, I used to. I try not to compare myself. But when I hear shit like, like, like just people around me, like, putting out music, it's, like, not envious, but it's, like, damn, like, I need to be doing that. And I feel like there's always things that I allow myself to stop me from, like, putting out music or... I worry, oh, is the content not good enough or are people going to fuck with it or not? But it's just like, it's good to take that break because then you have to sit down and realize this is what I can do. And it's either I'm going to fall in love with the pictures that I take or the songs that I make or shit, we're just not going to do it. You know, I remember um, <clears throat> I remember the first week I got on Clubhouse and I was in these rooms where a lot of industry people were speaking and about, you know, it's A&Rs and just people that are moving and shaking throughout the music industry. And I was just seeing myself, I'm like, damn, like, A&Rs talking about they did this with their budget, they didn't use a label budget. Like, you don't, you're saying, are you really doing enough? Like, it made me, like, question, like, bro, like, they're moving and shaking at this rate, and it's just like, they were doing this at this age, and I'm not, you know what I'm saying, I ain't even on that now. It's like, it made me question myself, like, bro, like, are you are you doing enough? I mean, I got the internship, but it's just like I'm thinking like, yo, I need to be doing more. Like, there's more. Like, I'm not doing enough. You always when you're viewing other people's stories and like looking at what other people are doing in social media that are like sort of in your field and on the shit you're trying to be on. That's what you naturally do. I feel like, you know. And it's one thing to compare yourself to like to that motivation that pushes. Am I doing enough so you can go out there and do more? But then there's another thing to like keep pushing yourself out there, and it's just like man, it's not fuck? coming from an organic place. Yeah, maybe it's not. It's not. It's not a motivational push. It's a push of competition. What you, what you yeah. see, what yeah. trying yeah. to be see. better than yeah. You're trying to compete when all these spaces that we're in, they're very open spaces. They're not saturated. They're not you know taken up. There's no 
you know it's we not- can never low especially with for what you do we'll never have enough pictures like yeah. no one's ever going to stop taking pictures really and it's not just like pictures it was just like art in general like yo i'm over here working on what i'm working on saying damn comparing myself to the people i even started out with and how yeah. far they've gone <clears throat> compared to how far i've gone like i've known people who i've been taking pictures with or i've been i've been in this shit with for the same amount of time and they're charging you know, three hundred dollar shoots, and I'm charging you know like fifty, forty dollar shoots, depending on the time range, depending on where I'm going, just to try to get myself better at the work, so I can say, all right, when I'm ready for a three hundred dollar shoot, I'll know when I have that funds, when I have that 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 set time. You know, not every time is for everybody, but at the same time, I was just thinking like, yo, I I compare myself a lot, and and then looking at every time, like waking up. Hopping on Twitter, hopping on IG, seeing people promote their shit. You seeing people doing this, you see people doing that, and it's like, damn, bro, like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm, you know, like Vinay said, I was in a studio with somebody. I was, you know, I did a shoot for somebody else. I did, you know, a product shoot the other day. I did this, but it's like for me, it's like, yo, like, I've seen people doing a lot more, doing going a lot farther and it just felt like I compared myself too much to a point where I stretched myself thin. It's crazy that you say that though, but when I saw you in the studio and you taking pictures, the studio looks nice, the artist looks official and some of the other shoots you showed me like before we even started recording, like I'm like, damn Joe, like you you really out here doing a damn thing and that's coming from somebody who only does music and some other stuff, but I'm not in photography, I see that and I'm like, damn, but like for you, because you're immersed in your art and you see like you're in the field with other photographers and shit like that. It's going to like maybe be diluted, like the achievements that you've, you know, done so yeah, far. You like, you, you make your own achievements smaller to what's going on in the field. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then, and then I started thinking to myself and then recently I've, I've been wanting to do a lot more. So I've taken a lot of steps back from what like photography and videography. So I said, also, I lost all my work. I lost everything. Like those pictures I just showed you before earlier. Mm-hmm. That's all I got left. Wait, Damn, what happened? wait, wait, wait! Like my hard drive got corrupted and I lost Shit. everything. I didn't. I didn't have pictures. I was editing videos. I was working on. I even had some some shits that it was some paid shoots I was doing, and I lost that too. And I had to you know you know give them back their money, give them back their shit because it was they already put the deposit down. The deposit was set. But I didn't finish my stuff, so I had to, you know, pay them back and shit like that. So, and then on top of that, I just bought this fucking iPad, and I'm like, shit, man, I'm about to just hop into just more, you know, editing, more pictures, more this, more that. And all that happened at the same time, and just felt like, yo, let me take a step back. I'm not trying to get dusty on the cameras and everything, but at the same time, I just felt like, yo, like... When Vinay got here, she said, uh, you know, what's the new venture or the new thing I'm doing? I said, nothing. Nothing at this moment because usually when these boys come in, they see me working on a bike. They see me, you know, building a garden. They see me doing this. They see me doing that. Joe trying to, I, I said, when we were on the phone the other day, I said, Joe, I'm not going to be surprised if I walk in here and Joe's trying to build a, a jungle in his backyard or some yeah. shit. So, and I do all that shit and it's like, uh, you know, Sundays. I'm just over here working on so much that I just felt so overwhelmed and tired and and then I started losing, you know, I losing started losing self in my losing confidence within myself, you know, messing up my relationship with the uh, with people. Um 
you know it's like a lot of people don't talk about it but like yo once you're working so hard on so much things you start losing that time for people and when i had me a shorty at this time i just was only hitting up shorty for sex and that's because it was like i'm spending all my time doing a shoot doing this doing that and you know you're not nurturing that relationship and it's cool when you nurture your art you know females gonna come back everybody says that shit like oh man money over bitches but like i was telling these boys earlier no matter how many dollars i got in my pocket i will never put down pussy i never put down no woman in my bed next to me or no conversation next that i can have with somebody because all that shit's gonna die well i'm gonna die and when i'm old i have all the money in the world sitting in the house doing everything i can that's it there's nothing else for me there. Bro, I, I connect with what you're saying. Because, like, it's relatable when you say you're doing so much and it's so overwhelming that you need to take a break. Because when I tell you, like, I've been going through the exact same thing, right? Like, I'm not going to get too deep into it. But the company that I have, aside from the We Do It For Us podcast, there was an incident, like a big incident that happened within the group. And from there, it's just like, we had to do a transition kind of thing. And it's been hard, like, you know, getting the footing. Who's going to do what, you know? Um, and I think a lot of that happened because we were aiming for so much and comparing ourselves to people like Internet Money or Travis Scott, and like other labels. And it's just like, it's not healthy to do that. And so when you try and go big, but it's too much weight for yourself or the company to handle, it's just like, it's going to collapse, right? And, you know, I think Joe's right in what he's saying where like you put so much time and effort into your passion, you begin to forego the relationships that you, you know, you once put a lot of energy into. And sometimes it's hard to have confidence in yourself and shit like that. So a break is definitely needed. I mean, I didn't do shit for like two weeks after, you know, the company incident happened because I just needed to regroup. So I feel what you're saying. Like social media will really, it's supposed to put you against other people in your field. At least I think so. Like, I think the algorithm wants us to feel bad about ourselves, to keep going on social media, to see what other people are doing. Yeah, get us, keep us in this cycle of just constantly thinking we're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, yeah, social media is tailored to that, even just in the ads and however, yo, buy this, you need this, we recommend this. You know what I'm saying? Like all of that is tailored to what what you what they're saying you quote unquote need or what you need to be aspiring to do. And we're always like social media is always setting the standard of what's supposed to be top tier. And then we everybody else falls below it. Like, or we try and aim for that. And when we fall short, then it's like uncertainty, it's insecurity, it's anger, it's negative feelings that it's not necessary. Like, be the best you you can be. You feel me? Like, you don't have to have the fattest ass. You don't have to have the most symmetrical face or the yeah, best way of talking. Bro, because like, honestly, bro, and we, this has been said before, like, a lot of the women tend to get the same surgical build. Like, the, <laughs> like, like the BBL is a the big models, thing right getting the now. same no, surgical no, no, build. I would say that's totally different, though. Like, I feel like. It's one thing to compare yourself to, like, the, these women and want these things. And there's another thing to say, all right, like, if you're fat, you work out, you get mm-hmm. abs, you do, you know, you get muscles, you, you change yourself to build your own confidence. If you go out there and have surgery, that's just a, whatever you feel like is going to give you confidence within yourself. It's not going to say, all right, 
I got the surgery because someone else got the surgery. Well, but no, just, it's um, it's more so like setting the standard of what's supposed to be top tier. And when people see that, it's like, okay, I feel like I should look like this. Some people, of course, you know, they get surgery for medical reasons or because they just want to, and that's cool. But a lot of times you can't say there aren't a lot of people out there getting it because they're trying to assimilate to what we deem or what society has deemed um, attractive. That could go for careers, relationships, because people strive for relationship goals all the time. Yeah. Fronting a lifestyle, going on vacations that they can't really afford to their, you know, to the way that they look. Yeah. So, like, see, even because I was about to speak to that, because there'll be some women that's going to go to Dr. Miami and say, give me the Kim K. That's what I want. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to, like, artists will go to a record label. They'll go to, like, Def Jam and, like, bro, I want y'all to make me the next Jay-Z. It don't happen like that. You can't just, you just don't become the next Jay-Z like that. You can't become someone else. Yeah, exactly. Just period. You know what I'm saying? So, so, like, that's why the artists we see, like, you know, we see the babies. We see, we see, like, you know, what, who did you say? Y&J? I remember you said this the other day. After Y&J became popular, a lot of people from those areas decided to try to get that same flow. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yo, you got you got to remember that, yo, you can only be the best for you. Figure out the best way for you, and you're gonna keep popping if you keep doing what you want to do. But I ain't even gonna lie, like a lot of people don't even know themselves, though. That's why, like, people be striving for that quote unquote standard. What they feel is that standard of like top tierness, success. Yeah. yeah, that's why I understand why, and because he's gonna he pulled up the addiction thing. I think because when Joe was describing, yo, I'm waking up, I'm on Twitter, I'm in my car, I'm on. I think I fall along those lines. I'll be yeah. honest. Too, I think I'm too. falling along those lines of addiction. I feel like yeah. when it comes to social media, so I get the detachment. Yeah, like when you get addicted to it, and the first person that I really I could say really put me on, or I could see that decided to make that change was Amaya, because way back when. Um, I was like, yo, she was addicted, or she just kept feeling sorry for herself, you know? And I said, man, I understand where you're coming from. But at that same moment, I wasn't ready myself to say, yo, why every time I get bored, or I'm sitting, standing in a line waiting for food, I don't look up to see what else I want to fucking order. I'm, I'm looking on my phone on Twitter, or I'm looking this, or I'm looking down. And then I started remembering, like, yo, never look down when you walk. And when I started to look down, being on the phone and, almost running into a pole and almost or trying to avoid looking at someone else on the street. I just felt like, yo, bro, like, what kind of person am I if this is my reality? I am a person of the physical reality, and I can't even live a good life because I'm trapped between another reality and this one. Why do I keep looking for attention or, or, or joy from this other place that I personally don't connect to? I'm trying to, I've always tried to, and it's like, I'm, I'm not going to be those people that I always thought I was going to be, you know? It's like um, back in high school or back in middle school, we used to look up to, like, the, the upper classmen, and then we were like, yo, those niggas are cool. Let me try to get, like, them boys. And then you realize those niggas is not cool at all. Those motherfuckers is not it. I remember seeing some niggas I thought was the coolest niggas on the planet. I look back, and I see those niggas, same niggas now, and I'm like, damn, bro. Y'all niggas are bums. Honestly. So, like, yeah. I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, They're just really good at, like, putting on. Yeah. And that's what social media is. You know, it's good for 
making people feel bad about themselves. It has pluses too, but a lot of times it'll make you feel bad about yourself and people will use that to create their own world, their persona, like they're wavy as fuck and they're the best thing popping when in reality they flexing. It's not real. But and, that's, yeah. that's 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 a thing though like rare moment like real the re- some of the realest moments are rarely captured on social media. Yeah, like I used to think to myself, like, yo, if you were a guy that um, hop on social media and, like, bef- like before you give, like, a nigga a dollar, mm-hmm. a dollar or something, you take out your phone and record some or tell someone, yo, record me giving this person a dollar. I felt like, yo, you, you're not necessarily doing that out of kindness of your heart. You're just doing it for attention. For the looks. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, bro, like. That shit is sick. It's cool or whatever. And then I started looking at it like, yo, a lot of people who live in this world are not on social media. A lot of people who are not, you know, who's making it popping, not on social media. Making shit happen, not on social media. So why do I have to feel like I have to be on social media to make shit happen? You know, why do I have to feel like I need to change myself or compare myself to these other artists and these other individuals to make myself feel a bit better? I said, nah, that's not I it. I feel no like way. there just has to be a balance between the two worlds. Like, because it's not to say we are not, we have a podcast. We have to use social media. So it's not like we won't be using it. But we have to be able to differentiate what we're using it for. Um, I've, I've heard of Prince because he always said, like, you know, use it. Don't let it use you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's how you have to approach social media. And that's how I, I try to approach social media. Certain times you get into... I'll get into like certain like, oh, I might post this because this might look nice. But I'm like, do I really do I want to post this or do I want other people to see it? Like, do I want this to be posted because I want to post it? Do I want to am I posting it because I, I know other people are going to like what I'm posting or it's going to get attention? Yeah. You know bro. I'm like, I usually don't even post on social media because it's just like I like. I won't think it's like, you know, fire enough. Like, oh, it's not really an aesthetic. It doesn't look good to me and so shit just doesn't get posted because of how I feel like you know the interaction it'll get but I mean that's not really the point I feel like how it used to be and that's going back to Joe you know me and Damari talking about hive like we back on Instagram we just used to post shit to post it because we felt like it because we liked the content you know I used to post my sneakers on Instagram when I first got an Instagram I used to just take pictures of the shoes I bought literally <laughs> that's what I used to do. That's why I said, yo, like, Hive, I wouldn't say it's nostalgic to how Instagram used to be. Even then, you know, back on when I first got on Instagram and shit like that, I was still trying to be, like, the coolest niggas on the planet, bro. I was still trying to, like, that was the same time. That was, like, 2012. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, like, I used to, niggas, like, this, I used to try to force myself to get in a Tyler Carey. I had, to, I had to sit there and I had to force myself to listen to the same songs over and over until I liked it because that's what people were liking at that time. Uh. I had to try to get the shit that people lo- knew like would look cool, so I would try to get the D-Rose, and if I couldn't get the D-Rose, I'd try to get the you know, the knockoff D-Rose, the one that the Adidas made that looked like D-Rose but wasn't D-Rose. I've gotten a, I've gotten a knockoff or two. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have. I'll be honest. It's not a knockoff. It's just like it's it's not the shoe that they designed. Like, yeah. It's not the D-Rose shoe. It's a shoe that looks it's probably It was probably manufactured in China. No, it's the same like, brand. The like It's the same Adidas. It's just like, all right, so there's like this time, like the D-Rose Adidas shit was popping, right? So I was like, oh, man, I want some D-Rose. I didn't get the D-Rose. I didn't have no money for the D-Rose, so I had to 
to get the shoes that kind of looked like D Rose, mm. but wasn't a D Rose. Yeah. Not those. I remember this one kid, bro. Nigga had the Son of Mars. You knew those shits was Recently, fake. Yeah. Cause the nigga on the on the on the strap of the Son of Mars, it said Son of Mars. <laughs> and yeah. And I was like, bro, like I'm not I'm trying to get cool. I'm trying to buy the pants. You know the the perfect pair of khakis, mm-hmm. the the cargo shorts. You know the perfect pair of cargo yeah. shorts. You know the polos, the the t shirts. Like I used to be trying to get the the goddamn the snapbacks, the rose, the 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 Christian rosaries, nigga, because yeah. that was popping around that time. The fucking uh, yeah, shit like that. The Jambala bracelets, like all, but because what I was seeing, like yo, I gotta get this. Is what's cool, and I get because we were young, and it's like, bro, we wanna we wanna we want a sense of social acceptance. You know what I'm saying? We want to feel a part of something. So that's really the reasons that really controls a lot of the behavior we portray on social media because we're trying to be accepted into something and feel a part of something. I'll, I'll tell you this, though. Like, you know what's interesting? We, I don't think we've done any comparing of our podcast in a negative way, at least, to any other podcast out there. I think we really, like, do a good job of sticking to, like, who we are. That's because we, we check ourselves, you know, like... Well, I'm still figuring out who I am with this podcast. I'll be honest. Facts. Like, a lot of it. No, we, we but check that's a ourselves. brand in a company. Like, like, you know. like, like uh, I remember when we first started out, bro, like, we had a lot of, like, you know, like, Shamari was really on the case about trying to get this and trying to get that. And it's like, and, you know, and it's like, yeah, bro, we can get there, but, like, in due time. Yeah, and it wasn't because I was on some, like, yo, we got to do this. But all three of us weren't on the same page. So that's why I did have to. I did essentially have to check myself on that. Yeah, we had to check each other, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, bro, like, I'm not. We, when we had it and when we was doing it, we had to we had to take a step back because a lot of times we was rushing head into things. Like, even before we was ready to sit down at this table and talk. And do it in person. We were still rushing it to say, "All right, man, let's try to link in person. Let's try to do this. Let's do that." You know. Yeah, I'm talking about a studio. That's you know what I'm yeah, saying. Like, like you know. I remember Demar talking about paying forty dollars an hour for a studio. And I was like, huh? You know, like, <laughs> I didn't realize I was bugging back then, but in retrospect, like nigga, you was bugging. What yeah, the fuck like, are you like, talking about? I mean, we. I mean, look at us though. Like, we don't need no fucking studio. It took time, but it took time it took to understand time. that. Bro, I will say that I'm grateful, like, to be a part of this podcast because, like, like I said, I got a whole nother company I'm running and the shit that are problems, like, in different areas of ventures that I'm dealing with, like, I could see them being worked out here. For example, like, you know, sometimes we have communication issues and sometimes, like, in the podcast, we'll be upset or we won't see eye to eye, but we always circle back and we always here for the next episode. I think that's dope. Like, regardless of how we feel towards one another, we could sit down and still get this work done. I think that's dope. And that's a big problem with other things that we do. Like, you know, when we we have other businesses and ventures. Sorry, so sorry. <laughs> well, you had to burp. Yeah. <laughs> you got like I gas came out. Gas in my, in my <laughs> neck, bro. So I was like, damn. So, you know when. We had other ventures that we were doing. We had other, you know, situations and, and stuff that we, we had going on. And But now we got a little bit better at it. And then we compare ourselves to those around ourselves. But at the same time, we always remember who we are as people. You know, as a podcast or as a business, we got to remember who we are. And sometimes we do get shit knocked out or we still, you know, get upset. We figure out the fuck we're going to talk about or the fuck we're going to sit down to. Or, you know, what's the issue? But we still got to get the shit done. 
because of and and and, the, and that's the greatest thing about having other people in a support system because if it was just one of us we probably never gotten this far yeah. bro cuz like yeah. i was thinking cuz i was thinking about that like bro like if Joe didn't propose the idea of actually doing it here in this place, I don't know where, because I said my house is no space for that. Like, it's just like, abs- like it's just, it's not the space for that. You feel me? And the studio idea paying for that, Hold on the, that we talking about. $120. Yeah, and plus the drive there and back and forth and like doing that and building the consistency with that, that would have been like, we would have ran into a lot of issues with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't efficient. But, you know, now I'm thinking about it and, and shit like that. Comparing yourself to other people is a hard thing to do, especially when you start, you've you always been doing it your whole life. So I would say the best thing to do is take a step back. You know, sometimes like right now, I haven't done any, I haven't picked up my camera. I haven't done any of that shit. I haven't, I haven't started a new project. I just been trying to work on what I've gotten already. So if I have a couple pictures, I'm going to just try to work on those. And, you know, if I got my own shit going on, I'm going to just try to work on that because I've already lost so much going into it. And 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 I still got a lot of shit more to lose to keep going at it. So it is what it is at this point. Of course. We do it for us. It's in the mantra, bro. This is not just a, this ain't just no podcast, bro. This ain't just no podcast for you niggas out there, bro. This is this is a life mantra, bro, for it's real. It's an orgy. <laughs> All right. So yeah, with mean, that being said, <laughs> with that being said, let's get into that next song, Vinay. Yeah. All right. So this next song by Hente is called High as Fuck. It's actually high AF, but I'm going to say as fuck because I know that's what she meant. Um, Go ahead and peep her music, peep her, you know, social medias, even though we just talk shit about social media. <laughs> 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 Bro, anyway. So, yeah. Next song, High as Fuck, Hente. Need to be awakened and I've been never say shit given I feel like taking and I've been in a stasis and need to be awakened and I don't never say shit given I feel like taking Baby I'm high baby I'm high You look you right like you need fine Tell me who you came with nigga Tell me who you hang with nigga Push your finger squeeze like trigger y'all that was high as fuck by hente go ahead and peep her socials and yeah speaking of cultural attacks Damn, bro. Fucking hot. you're hot yeah i'm hot as shit bro you know what else is hot the streets because of white men continue <laughs> boo <laughs> i was i thought you I about, I was gonna I, let you over I don't know if you was waiting for like the reaction because of hot. Like, I, yeah, I, was, I was hoping I could. Because I don't think it. white men are hot. So that's one time. I, mean, <laughs> I thought you were going to be like that, get that reaction the blood me. of the white man. Or the bullets, I, like something, a metaphor or something like, you know. I tried. Yeah, I didn't realize Sorry. I was calling white men attractive. That's not what I meant. I mean, they are pretty good looking. <laughs> Chet Hanks, you know. Don't white. Just don't let that breathe. You're supposed to just not talk so they can hear when he says shit like that. Bro, like, yo, you can't tell me right now. What's that guy's name? That was in Twenty One Jump Street, not Jonah Hill, the other guy. 
Tate. Oh, no, I'm about to say Taylor Lautner. Uh, Chan- Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Fine white guy. Um, I guess Joe. <laughs> I, guess I ain't gonna. Is. I ain't gonna do a little Nas X Astro on the man now. But I like, <laughs> you ain't gonna give him a little lap. Dance. Yeah, I ain't gonna give him no lap dance now. But I would. You know, I would get strange for. You would. Yo, would you oil listen, him? Up? Would listen. you oil him up for a movie? How much? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Joe is developing a list of men that he, you know, he's he, got what, man you've got Kevin Gates, <laughs> you've got Gucci Mane, you've got um, Jesus if he can shoot lasers out his eyes, and so now you have Channing Tatum. Yo, if the list grows. Any man who can fly, obviously I'm not going to stop. <laughs> hey, this man can just grab my, my shirt and just go thousands of feet in the air and just let go. Oh, shit. Have y'all ever seen The Boys? What is that? It's on Amazon Prime. Watch the boys. If, if, if those motherfuckers was real, would you just do whatever the fuck they said? I don't know. I'll find out. You got to watch, watch the boys. It. You got just watch two episodes of the boys. You're going to be like, yeah, these motherfuckers said, yo, get on your knees. Hopping on them knees. This nigga lasered his fuck. The love of his life. He lasered dead in the eyes for no reason. <laughs> just because he lied. She lied to him. If that's the choice you want to make, you can make it. No one stop. I'm not going to judge you, Joe. Yo. When they watch the boys come back, come back next I'm episode. I'm not going to judge you. And Do you what tell you want. Me, tell me if that shit is not fucking crazy. Bro, all I know is people get on their knees for Scooby Snacks, so it's okay. And people shouldn't do that, though. Wait, like, wait, wait. Nah, wait. I mean, live your life. Get on wait, your wait, wait, wait. The biscuits or the, or the little gummies? I think for the... The biscuits the, was hitting. Yeah. The, the gummies, gummies aren't so good. The gummies, I wouldn't nah, say the gummies. Eat the gummies. The biscuits, bro. The biscuits, them, the cinnamon joints, bro. Yeah, those. I understand good. why those niggas used to like hopping like I'm scary not, fucking buildings for that nah, shit. Nah, my biscuit was. What are we talking about fucking food? But anyway, so yeah, the topic I wanted to talk about is like the the craziness that has been going on with the Asian community and just like white America. So like the timber of our society when it comes to minorities. So you guys know what happened like a week or two back, right? Uh yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah, there Atlanta, was a, there was a shooting in Atlanta. A couple of shootings. This guy, um, he went to different like predominantly Asian-owned like places of business, and he killed them. Like I think eight people were murdered, and a lot of them were Asian women. And so they were saying it's like a race fetish. It was race motivated. And it was also sex motivated. But like it brings up the fact that like. Yeah, black people getting this work. So now, you know, the feeling is now y'all know how we feel. Not necessarily me, but what I did is I listened to black people talk about the situation. And I listened to Asian people talk about the situation. And there were a lot of mixed feelings. First of all, what do you guys think about, like, what's going on? Um, When I first heard about the shooting, uh, I believe it was because... Majority of where I get my news these days, unfortunately, is through Twitter, the Twitter timeline. So that's where I saw it, and I was like, "Man, it was what eight people," and and they they reported that he went to different nail salons intentionally, where different Asian women worked at, and specifically he targeted Asian women, yeah, specifically, yeah. Um, and it was just funny when the um when the news reporter had a, uh, at least when when I was seeing the video of the policeman speaking on the issue. He had like a prop or he didn't want to vehemently say that this was this attack was racially motivated. He tried to sort of say it was a sexual addiction he had. And it's always funny when it's a white shooter. They're always going to 
you know, personalize them. It's never, you know what I'm saying? Usually when someone does a crime, it's just they they were bugged out. They were, they were psycho maniacs. They were just like, they were, they were criminals. Like we shouldn't look at them as human at all. Like, mm. but in cases where it's like white men going into public places shooting, he's a kid. That's what I'm saying. Back to the Dylan Roof situation. They got that nigga Burger King after. So it's like, yet again, we really? have another situation where another white man is, you know, causing public terror and, you know, this same police force that's here to serve and protect us are here saying, yo, we still don't know if this was racially motivated. When we all you know, know, when we all know. But we know, but I'm saying amongst them, they're not going to say that. Is it that uh, yellow journalism that you are saying that you don't remember that video? I mean, what video? The guy was like, yellow journalism. You see, I said, fuck white people. I didn't say death to white people. Y'all remember that shit? <laughs> I'm Where the guy, it was a black guy in the white interview. He's like, so you saying you oh, yes. kill all white people? He's yes. like, I didn't say that. Yeah. Is this that yellow journalism? Exactly. Twisting your words. So that's what I'm saying. And then. The, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that happens all the time. That's media. I mean, it's funny though for me because I already knew this, but like Asian men and women are the top paid in the United States. Are the top what? Top paid races. Top paid by races. By women, and by gender and by uh, race. So we've been paid more than white men and women. Mm. Yeah, and but that's and that's and we were talking about it over the phone, so we'll talk about it here now. Because um, I was watching, it was what I think it was ABC mm-hmm. that covered it, that whole uh, thing they did on Hulu, and I just feel like when they did it, they didn't really speak a lot to what the underlying root is. Like they always like, why is this happening? Why is it, like the root is it's white terrorism? Like the, this country's inception. Like they can't because. They ref- they can't say that because then it's like, okay, so what do we do about it? And they can't, you know, that media is not going to be on they the side. They do a of lot of business with these same exactly. people. Mm-hmm. So it's like if they have speaking out against that community, they're going to recognize their own, that they've been oppressed in a sense, but they're not going to give you the underlying cause and root of it. What it really means, or oh, sorry to cut you off, but the biggest thing is white fear is the greatest fear of all kinds. It's bigger than any other country or, or any other thing. Because white fear causes a lot. White fear has caused riots in, in Tusla. Stormings in the, of the Capitol building. Stormings <laughs> of the Capitol building. White fear has caused Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. White fear has caused, you know, the, the both crusades. White fear has both, caused, yeah, both you Muslim know. Yeah, both Christian. Yeah, so white fear... If you fear, if the white man or the white woman or the white race starts to fear something, their first and only initial reaction is to burn it to the ground. That is what they have done for centuries. And if you try to tell the white guys, yo, man, do you have something to fear? Then, because you already see it right now. Mm -hmm. You already see neo-Nazis. You already see QAnon. You already see all this stuff. And that's birthed by white fear. So white fear is just going to come through. It's going to it's going to terrorize. Next year, you know, we're going to have another, uh, the uh, Rosa, the city of Rosa, burning down the city of Rosa in, in Florida, where they came. Rosewood. Rosewood, Rosewood yeah. yeah. You, you you know, another burning of uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, another burning of, of so much. You just But real quick, it was funny when I was watching uh, the piece. Um it was funny because they had they had uh, they were asking the Asian ladies. He was saying like, "I guess now I have to get a gun." You're in Atlanta, first of all. It's an open carry state. You should have had a gun if you're a business owner. I feel I'm pretty sure all black people that own a business in Atlanta are also gun carriers for the most part. A lot of people say they don't like a lot of black people and a lot of people say they don't want guns. 
simply because they say to themselves having a gun incites violence. Nah. That that's what they'll have you believe. Exactly. No, but like the as, people who cause the terror be trained to use guns. Anyway. And there, and this is not the conservative podcast, so don't come box us into conservative who want no, our no, guns. No, no, but yeah. it's just the reality. Hey man, like as someone who who previously had a firearm, I could tell you this right now. Once you have that bit in your pocket, you'll you'll hold you paranoid like shit for like a little minute. Like anybody who come up to you, gonna be like, yo, my first year, like. The first thing you want to think about is, yo, if I get a gun, don't try to take it. Or if I had to use it. Yeah, in that if moment. I have to use it, right? Mm-hmm. But then once you have it, it's like, yo, I just want to let this bitch go. Then go to a gun. Really? I would recommend go to a gun range. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I would recommend that. But I'm telling you, like, as I, I would say for the first while when you have it, that's that's your initial thought, right? You're like, ah, oh, man, as soon as somebody who's walking behind you, like you run it, you let's say you're walking down the street and a jogger's running behind you, you're automatically thinking, Oh man, there's somebody's after me. Or what like if I you're playing with the thought like, yo, what if I had to? Like what yeah. if I had to just turn around yeah. and just you know what I mean? Like that <laughs> shit that that shit is real, bro. Like you you think it's not real, like you ever sit down and start imagining things like you know, Like you're in the car and it's yeah. like, What if I crash this bitch yeah. right now? Yeah. <laughs> but then there's times where it's like, yo, you know, <laughs> let me stop playing. But then there's times like, yo, if someone if you you ever hear a sound in your house and then you're the only person there and you're like, mm-hmm. man, who the fuck is in my house? Nobody's yeah. there, but you're going to be like, damn, but if I had a gun, I'm just let that bitch spray. But like the getting back to the topic, though, like the thing that I really like realized is that everybody like I don't like to call us people of color, but minorities are like really divided in how we feel based off of what happened to the um, like what happened to the Asian community. Right. So like. You have black people that are completely on their side. Like, yeah, we got you guys. We're here with us for Black Lives Matter, da 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 da, da George Floyd. Then you have some black people that bring up very real instances that happened where you have certain Asian people that incited violence on our people. Like, right. you had, like, people in, you know, Asian owners in beauty supply stores beat a pregnant woman to death in Chicago. Uh, what was it? I feel like back in the nineties, uh, I forgot the the little girl that was in L.A. Mm-hmm. The uh, the convenience store owner, he shot her, shot and killed her, but he said it was in self defense. It was a young yeah. black there's, girl. There's a lot of things. Remember those riots in uh in L.A. Mm-hmm. You know they have photos of uh the Vietnamese uh or Asian store owners standing on the top of their roof, just aim- waiting to like if anyone came through their business, they're just gonna shoot them dead. But um. And then there's, you know, there's always that fear of, or, you know, what's it, South Central? Mm. Uh, that movie. Uh, Menace to Society? Menace to Society. Yeah, that's the yeah. yeah. Where, you know, you walk in, you know, they just and watch that, you. Yeah, and I feel yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that scene kind of was representative of the time yeah. that had happened when that whole Asian store owner killed that, that young black girl. That kind of like, all right, now, now we're going to put this on film and see how you guys feel about this. But, Go ahead. But, like, I, I was... I I was watching a, a video of uh this was about around the Vietnam War where um it was a documentary and basically the guys were saying the black soldiers were saying, Yo, when we first got here there was no racism. They accepted us with open arms. And so it wasn't until the white guys came over here and, and started teaching them racism. These white people came through and started teaching them that we were less than them. And then because yeah. that we were less than them and they are with you 
then they you start thinking that we're less than you as well. Bro, and that's exactly the other perspective, the other side of the coin with this. Like you have both black people and Asian people and either other even other minorities that came to the conclusion like, yeah, there's racism and stupidity in all types of races, but a lot of that shit is caused by the dominant society and the moment we realize that is the moment that we can really become each other's allies. The widespread animosity between Asian people and black people is probably one of the sneakiest tricks ever pulled to uphold white supremacy. I've seen a lot of black people scoff at the idea that the black community should stand in solidarity and support of the Asian community right now. And to justify this, they say, oh, Asian people don't like us, they don't help us, why should we help them? And the answer is quite simple, because white people don't want us to. It's the same reason that white people pit black men against black women or light-skinned people against dark-skinned people. Because we're a lot easier to control when we're divided. The anti-black and anti-Asian sentiments in our respective communities didn't develop organically, they were put there. They're the product of systems of white supremacy specifically designed to keep people of color disenfranchised in this country. We need to build bridges and stand with the Asian American community and to start dismantling the anti-Asian hatred within ourselves. Because it gets us nowhere, it weakens us both, and there is no question that we would all be stronger together. That was their viewpoint. Yeah, the, the stupid, whether it be the stupidity or the individual viewpoint within each community, the reason why we're having a conversation like this is because violence is being incited. Right. It's always when it's you're taking whatever you're thinking and then acting it out. The acting out is why we have to have discussions like this I about mean, yeah. what's happening. And it's happening and it's being caused by the same people. Like, I mean, niggas thought they were safe because they weren't niggas. And that's the funny thing because I've seen the headline, the Asian community... Uh, violence is being incited against the Asian community. I don't know if you saw this headline. What are black people going to do? <laughs> what? What are black people going to do? What do you... Do you not just see what happened? No, less. we're coming up on a year with this George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. Like, did you not just see the summer we just had to experience yeah. no less than a year ago? Yeah, man. Like, I don't... Like, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. Like, we understand the root of how this country was built, and then you're looking to the same people that had to deal with the violence and bear the brunt of it's, this this sort of violence and telling us what we need to do or what we should be doing. It's manipulation. And, like, the thing is, like, a lot of people just aren't falling for it. Like, I've been seeing a couple TikToks, like, and I, I'll let y'all hear it. Like, people have the – people are really waking up to, you know, who the real enemy is. The white man wants POC to think of race as a hierarchy, and it works. But Asian people's perceived proximity to whiteness is just smoke and mirrors. It's a trap. It just further divides everyone. It does. It, we're not lucky to be the model minority, and we're not lucky to be fetishized and objectified like an exotic novelty. The Asian infiltration of white spaces only happens because we're seen as hardworking computer objects, free to use and discard. Do not be fooled by the white agenda. It is and will always be actively violent. And you know, another thing that's interesting is like, uh, you have people like Jenny, Jenny Mai? That's her name? Jeannie. Oh, Jean- from the, uh, from the, yeah, from the, the talk, talk show. Yeah, the talk. Um, and different Asian people have also said that it is black people inciting violence on the Asian community at times, which I don't know any instances. But, like, and I know before the pandemic, like, you know, different races experience racism, but it's at a, it's at a more subtler level, I would think. Because for us, it's just complete outright bigotry. Um, but... Now that there's actual violence that's being, you know, 
now it's it's you know drawing now a it, large headline. Yeah. Go ahead. I think it is because all right. So we know COVID came from China, right? Okay, uh, as being reported, no. Wuhan specifically. That's what's been reported. That's not. That's not. Oh man, you know, it's not. A, that's a. That's a fact. Uh, we know that uh, it came from China. We know that's where it started from, right? These variations come from the different places, whatever. But we know that's where it started from. Now, with that. And also, what the previous president we had uh, stated that it was a Chinese virus, right? Or, in his words, Kung flu. He, he called it Chinese virus, Kung flu, whatever. So, now, as an Asian person, and let's say you're around a bunch of, like, white people. I remember for a while, I heard somebody saying, oh, I'm about to go get some Chinese food. Oh, you're going to eat from there? They go, what? This Chinese food made from a black guy. I know the chef. This nigga's a, a full-blown nigga who smokes cigarettes outside. I still eat in my Chinese restaurant. So it's like, and then, and then people are like, oh, man, you know, I wouldn't trust them. I wouldn't trust their food. But we trust this, yeah. It's and like, then it's like, yo, you But y'all will go eat McDonald's and no, shit. No, but right? it's like, you say that because. Me too, though. Me too. Because we've seen a few videos because people circulate, the videos that circulated them chopping up rats and stuff no, like no, that. No, no, well, no. I'm talking about more of the microaggressions. Now that we think that Chinese people have done this, and on top of that, the same way while. To a, the average white guy, all black people look alike. Mm-hmm. To the average anybody who's non-Asian who doesn't care much about it, all Asian people look alike. So any Asian walking around, Asian American walking around, automatically is viewed as 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 a Chinese person. But my whole thing is like, first of all, that's completely ignorant. That's one. And number two, what is beating elderly Asian people going to do to solve the problem? Nigga, these are the same people that don't even want to wear their mask. Like, nigga, wear your mask. Like, what are you doing? I do think that beating Asian people are the solution to the problems that we have. Hmm? Huh? <laughs> I hope they hear that. I really hope they heard that. I think, they... I think beating anybody is the solution to any problem. But it's just like, bro. Not shooting up a freaking massage parlor, though. Like, that. Man, look at all the benefits of beating up people. We found Osama bin Laden. <laughs> we had. <laughs> We had the, the budget that took. Um, we um, we uh, uh, the crack epidemic. You see that? You know what I'm saying? We got a good. We got some a good task force, a fucking Clinton task force that just fucking police over fucking police people. Um, that were already criminalized before the bill was in place. It's cute because based on like, the narrative, yeah. After nine eleven, the the hate against Muslim community skyrocketed. Yep. We needed something to hate. As Americans, we always need something to hate. We always need a co- the, the focus. No, no, or at least no. something to project our own self, the own self-hate. No, of we the need country. something to bring us together. That's what it is. Uh, explain that. All right, all right. After, after, before 9-11, you also got to remember what was going on. It was, it was the peak of financial freedom in America. Shit was going great. But there were just so many tiny problems going on. Know what I'm saying? Like an entire drug epidemic that we're still recovering from. Nine eleven was two thousand one. Yeah, but I'm saying, but I'm saying under the Clinton administration, it was one of the highest rates of actual funds. You know, it was a very good place, financially speaking, for the economy. So, with that going on, and then you have small problems in the East Coast, you have small problems in the West Coast, you have small problems everywhere around. Right? Mm-hmm. You needed something to bring the American people together again, the same way you had the Vietnam War. The same way you had the the Korean War or the Hush War, the same way you had a lot of issues, is because without something to go against or something to go at, 
you're, you have so many subjugate areas. But so the thing are is, you saying 9-11 was plan, a planned attack, Joe? No, let's not get into that. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's what he why, gave, but, No, it gave people things to hate. Even though it was found out that those people weren't Muslim, it still gave people that uh, the general American public something to hate. At. But these are our own people that we quote. I mean, obviously, because, you know, you have the race issue with white and black people hating each other. But it's just like. Why? Why is that the answer? If you, I understand, if you don't like other countries and the people in them, but you're inflicting violence on your own country, and for what? For what? The American dream is the white dream. That's it's it's not that's exactly it's a nothing but a dream. That's no, no, exactly what the American dream is. There's no the American dream. Shit is an illusion, bro. Because the yes. American dream is you can come here legally. Um, work hard, get um, work hard, start a business, start something, you can live a great life. But when anyone but a white man does it, it seems like ah, oh, they're coming, they're taking our jobs, they're doing this, they're doing that. And back to what Joe was saying, you know, according to the article he pulled up, where Asian men and women uh, statistically make the most annually out of all the races, um, it doesn't save you from getting murdered or beat up it doesn't save your grandmother your sister and that again leads to the biggest problem we have a bigger society and a bigger dominance to worry about and while white we've had home, it, white home-based terrorism i'll let him say it, say it you know what i'm saying like, like and we might have issues within our different minorities with each other i mean black people have their own dissension within each other when it comes to the color of their skin men versus women Haitian versus Jamaican, nah, Black Americans versus African. Yeah, no, nah, I just the, hate that's all of else. offset of white supremacy. What'd you what say, you Joe? Saying, Joe? Nah, I said I hate something else, bro. Like, no. I have a list of drivers that I hate. Like, like I golf hate, drivers? Like, nah, like I hate. Okay. I hate Haitian <laughs> taxi drivers. <laughs> oh God. Um, Chinese or I wouldn't say Chinese. No, specifically Chinese, because every time it is Chinese women driving minivans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate those motherfuckers. What was Ford the experience Explorers. you had with a, a they Chinese drive so fucking van. slow, bruh. They never speed up. It's like, bro, it's you're on a clear road. There's two <laughs> lanes, and it'll be you know on the two lanes. So it'll be a Haitian taxi driver on the left, on the in the first lane, and then on the right it's gonna be a Chinese motherfucker. Don't, in don't get in the Jamaican taxi. And then <laughs> and these motherfuckers are going 25 miles per hour in a 40. I'm like, bro. Both of y'all motherfuckers can't be slow. One of y'all gotta like speed up or slow down so I can just zipper on you traffic. both. Traffic, you can just yeah, traffic. Like, I'm gonna be crazy. Yeah, I'm like, bro. I also hate um. Never seen Native American drive. I ain't gonna hold you. Uh, <laughs> I don't see them anywhere. I don't. Yeah, I don't. You know, they're everywhere. They're literally everywhere. I. I don't I, see them. Anywhere. I have never seen. Other than when I go to like Native some American parts of Hollywood, life. maybe because they have their whole yeah. set up in different parts yeah. of Florida. I, I also hate um oh, I hate up. old people in new cars. Yeah, I'm saying like give me that. No. <laughs> give me no, I, I These are people that just drive like shit. Man. Like yo, they just drive like shit. Like yo, <laughs> why you drive so bad? I hate I hate fat I hate fat black women in 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 uh in Mercedes. Goodness gracious. So Not the Mercedes oh. anything smaller than a than a than a what's that big called again? I want to say a caravan. That's too big. Um, oh my god! Not a minivan. That's also too big. Uh, a sedan. Anything? Yeah, a sedan and and smaller. A sedan, a combat vehicle, and s- like any of those two. 
and a fat black woman in that bitch, worst driver. Oh my god. Those motherfuckers have the most road rage I've ever seen, and they just don't know how to push that bitch. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's interesting. Bro, you're gonna start you're gonna start driving and be like, bro, he's right. These are the worst yeah, drivers. Joe was right about fat black women in <laughs> sedans. In Mercedes sedans, not just any cars, Mercedes specifically. Mercedes. Bro. A lot of girls drive Mercedes. I know that's a car. A lot of girls. I'm telling you, bro. You're gonna get on the road. You're gonna be like, bro, why the fuck? Is, who the fuck is that? You're gonna look to your right after you pass them. You're like, yo, it's a fat bitch in a fucking Mercedes. Right. But even in Joe's views about what he hates, it's never going to come out like. I don't think Joe's ever gonna go out and and shoot kill a black, black woman, black in, a woman in a Mercedes Benz. That's like, what I'm saying. Nah, That's the problem that. we're having with white terrorism now. They're using that and weaponizing. Like their I said, white fear. like violence is always the answer. Violence, manipulation, or deceit. Like and, that's their nature. And the thing is, like pe- minorities are starting to realize this on a deep level, and it's just like the next step is have okay. What heard? are we gonna do about it? Have you never heard, bro? They're f- white people are so afraid of minorities. Simply because in a couple years, I think about what five or six. Twenty forty. They said twenty forty. They said twenty four. I thought it was gonna be like twenty twenty five. Not yet. Not that fast. Oh, twenty fifty. Twenty fifty. Yeah, around that time. Twenty forty. Twenty fifty. The white, the white majority will be now the white minority. Yes, and if you want to know reference of that, uh, there's a lady, a white lady, just in case, because you know sometimes you got to do that. Jane Elliott, and she speaks about that based on a book called Birth Dearth, um, that she talks about and. You know, just so you could, because I know people like if this is coming from usually if it's coming from the mouth of a black person, it's usually, you know, it's either a conspiracy or it's a, a this or a that. But no, this this is a white woman that said this out of her own mouth. Um, yeah, so, oh, yeah. Between 2041 and 2046. And if they unite together like the fucking rainbow coalition, it's going to be hell on earth for white people. You're going to see. You're gonna see a nigga like me as mayor, and I'm gonna, <laughs> Joe, I'm gonna, Joe's I'm gonna ban as much shit as I Joe's can. Joe's the mayor, new mayor of Florida. Nah, I'm gonna be the mayor of Miramar, and I swear to God, I'm gonna charge six hundred dollar fines for niggas on their phone and driving. <laughs> I'm gonna charge a thousand dollar fines for being white in public. You can't be white in public. You gotta hide. <laughs> this shit. You gotta hide. The, the you gotta do it like the like they do in the Middle East, where they have the women wear the veils over their face. Nah, bro. I'm talking about you. Just gotta so. I'm bro. I'm playing into. I'm. We're in Joe's brain right now. But you said a white person having a veil over their face, like they're being married. No, like the KKK. Oh, ironic, <laughs> isn't it? Y'all used to have it. See, y'all just go back to. You know what I'm saying? Nah, me no pointy hats in my. <laughs> no pointy hats. No wizard names. Yeah, no wizard names. Grand wi- Grand Clan Wizard the Third. I can only be the only Grand in there. <laughs> only Grand. Y'all, y'all gonna call me? Grand Clan Mayor Reed. That's Wait, how when you pulled it, why did Obama, Martin Luther King? Yo, okay, so this is okay. So this feeds into their <laughs> black scene, Martin Luther Kamala. But that's the funny thing. Now Kamala's, you know, she's she's an Asian Black American apparently. Now I thought she was Indian. Well, India is Asian. You got to remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's, isn't it like Asia Minor though? No, no. Asia's a whole continent. Asia's no, I'm saying like India itself, nah, India the is, continent. No. Nah. India is a is a country alongside the west side of India, past Tibet. What? But so like, she's uh, all, all W E B Du Bois. That's a good ass name. He had a great name. I ain't gonna lie to you. Any nigga who come up to me talking about my name is W E B Du Bois. 
And even it's funny how you pull up Frederick Douglass uh, when we're having the conversation about, you know, minorities clicking up together uh, when it came to the uh, what's it called? The uh, the Chinese Exclusion Act. You know, Frederick Douglass was one of the people during that time, even though black people were fighting for what we were fighting for. Um, he was the one that were arguing against the Chinese Exclusion Act around that time. So it's like there have been efforts even in black people fighting for justice in, within our own territories. We're still helping other groups that are yeah. coming into this country and assisting to them, and you know, their 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 justice. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, like, I understand the point of wanting to just focus on black people, but I also understand the point of any, you know, and Huey Newton says this, any, any like, oppressed group is oppression for us all, but you just have to be strategic in the way that you kind of free that oppression. Because once white people do finally breed out, you have to like understand that there's going to be in this current state, there's going to be a race that takes their place. Oh, so, so there needs to be some sort of um, oh, like an animal farm kind of thing you're talking about where or even like communism. When you take out the leader, someone always fills in the role of a leader. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The sometimes I mean, what did J. Cole say in that song? Uh, some, the, the oppressed become the oppressor. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about, you know, when he became king, the crown just vanished. Poof, gone. Who has it? That's a good analogy for that as well. For me, for me as a person, um, being black in America, first generation black American, um, how I observe things, especially what's taking place over the last decade, I definitely feel like there needs to be more concentrated efforts of black people doing for self really and kind of trying to preserve things in our community mm-hmm. and i feel Don't like along the line mm-hmm. along the line if there can be mutual beneficiaries within you know, other quote-unquote minority groups as they say if there can be a network in that i'm not against that but i'm but whatever we have needs to be preserved for us and by us that's what i'm for because we see what you I agree with that. you know what you're saying let's bring back segregation you're right i believe in that brother let's bring no back we need i mean segregation well, we're never gonna. Ch- I don't think we're ever gonna be segregated how we understand segregation no. to have been. But preserving what we have, like how we have something, like, like every, preserving like that. every, almost every other group or race has their own. It's kind of like we were the ones that don't have that. That's what, and a, we're busy yeah. self-serving other groups. So it's cool well, that we're having conversations. You gotta also remember uh, though, like um, when it comes down to every other group, and I realize this. Why every other group is 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 can have that you know have their own is because they have their own written history that wasn't wiped out totally or eradicated or looked at as such cool or interesting because when you look at it Africa's history was 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 strong independent and it's in itself but it was wiped out majority of it was wiped out and and scratched from this earth or looked at as as demonic yeah. So now we only have what we are told or what we can look up for ourselves or and then you got also got to remember that, you know, these other cultures, they have their stuff written down and it only was kept that way because people said, damn, this is cool. This is interesting. People love ninjas that and samurais. Yeah. And, 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 and they love, you know, this 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 whole thing with uh, with Buddhism and, and they love this culture. So that is kept around in these different countries. It's that and the fact that these other races come from their home country and like specifically black Americans. A lot of people say that we don't have culture, which is false. 
But it's like we were brought here and like you said, it was wiped away. So our traditions are not necessarily as strong as like uh, like somebody of Latin descent's tradition or like an Asian uh, tradition or something like that or an Indian tradition. Like like Joe said, they, a lot of them were wipe out, wiped out and not properly documented, I feel like, mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, we do have a strong culture, but it's just about what America really gravitates to, really. The collective of Americans gravitates to, because we know hip-hop is the number one genre. That's a genre created by us. So that's that that's us, something that stands out us to where make. we can trace the lineage of what's taking place in black America. We use hip-hop as like a sort of timeline and how we view it, I feel like, you know? Us Jamaicans, not you niggers. <clears throat> Let's no, I don't do that. I don't now. do that because I don't do that because I've hey, in history hey. we've traveled. We're nomadic people. Trust me. But I, I know we're culturally different. We're culturally different. Yes, I understand. I am a man of segregation, first and foremost. Separate but not equal for the white man. Let's get that right. I'm also a man who doesn't like race mixing. Disgusting. <laughs> but I do like white people shit. Like, like what? That? What do you mean, white people shit? When you say that, like white people shit? What's that guy's name? Fuck, man. Music, mo- music, movie. Adam guy. Sandler. Okay. Love that guy. Okay, so oh, that's funny. Um, because somebody said in the race war, the first person I would spare is Tony Hawk. So I guess that's an interesting Tony question. Hawk. What would be one person? I'd say, even though Mac Miller passed away, I, he would be probably someone I spare. I said Mac Miller could chill. He could chill. You not sparing no one in the in the in the race war? Light skins. Hmm? I'm sparing the light skins. Tim. Yo, they're still... Don't, stop doing that. Don't do that. Let me stop, bro. I know you mixed breeds. I said I'd save Tim. Oh, wait, so you wouldn't? Yes, you would say you <laughs> I'd okay. save Tim and show. No, you only one, pick one. One, one, no. You gotta oh, find another nigga one. to pick show. Damn. Can, can one of y'all pick show? No, I'm not picking. I picked Mac Miller already. He's yeah. dead. Yo, I don't gonna, care. He's going to go out there to a casket with a gun. Tub. <laughs> this one is mine, Stay guys. Up. Stay away from me. You niggas could go. Go. Not me. But would there be, you said Adam Adam Sandler is yours. You're saving him. You're nah, letting bro. him walk a lot in of the people, race world. A lot of people pick Adam Sandler. I got to pick somebody that no one likes. Um, Jonah Hill? Nah. All people right. love Jonah Hill. All right. What I pick me? Robin. Robin Thicke. Nah, I would not pick Robin Thicke. Nah, man. No. I pick. Damn. No, Wes Anderson. I like his movies. I'm gonna pick that guy. Wes Anderson. Okay. Maybe Nikola. Oh, Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla is white, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's dead, dead bro. bro. You can't. You I don't care though. You You're just a waste <laughs> of a save, bro. All right, then I ain't saving none of you. The rest of you white people. The rest of y'all could go. They're going to take the context one day, and they're going to be like, Of course. These motherfuckers. Yellow yellow journalism. Is it that yellow yellow journalism journalism that you're talking about, brother? Exactly. Yellow journalism. Of course. We say all that to say um, it's unfortunate what took place against the Asian community in the past uh, week or so. Um, But it's just, once again, a reality that has to be dealt with when you view this country. and, And white violence is a part of the fabric of this country. I say that to say that uh, white people... Watch your fucking backs. When I'm mayor of this city, just know I'll be on your ass like white on rice. All right. Rice is rice is already. Wait, no, it's bleached. I forgot. Rice is really black. Fuck that. <laughs> rice is really black though. I'm gonna be on your ass. It's bleached. 
like grass on ass. I'm gonna be on your ass so much. Y'all boys gonna call me y'all buttholes. I'm gonna be on your <laughs> ass that fucking much. Any law or ordinance I can pass in the city that can get y'all whites out, I'm passing it. You can't walk no within any five mile radius of a black city. A black city with majority black people, you cannot walk within the five mile radius of because we know what y'all do. The, you know what y'all did the last time. I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring back <laughs> Jim. I'm gonna bring back Jim Crow laws. They're gonna be called uh, Josiah Reed laws. <laughs> I'm gonna bring them bitches back. Y'all motherfuckers cannot drink from a colored water fountain. <laughs> you guys are not allowed to enjoy in a colored theater. You cannot be in color. <laughs> Black and white, that's it. You guys have to be on the back of the bus. Not a fact, y'all gonna have to take a separate bus. No back <laughs> Se- <laughs> separate bus. And it's gonna be much shorter. Y'all, y'all gonna have to lap up on that bitch. Yeah, anything white owned has to pay fifty percent taxes on it. Mm. Automatically. If you yeah, wanna start sure, they're gonna take you out, bro. Fifty percent. Hey, 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 hey. Do you know how many Jamaicans are in Myanmar? Yo, Winston Barnes hasn't done anything for this city and he still is commissioner for like I don't know how many years. But uh, yeah, so this last song I want to go ahead and play by Hente is called Jug. It's one of my favorites. I think it's doing good numbers. So shout out to her. Uh, yeah, let's play. White up tempos, keep the tempo, nigga. I jug. I went shopping, saw it, copped it, nigga. I jug. All white jacket, I just bought it, nigga. I jug. Lights, cute face, demon timing. Wish a bitch would. Wait up, tempo, keep the tempo, nigga. I just, I went shopping, saw it, copped it, nigga. I just, all white jacket, I just bought it, nigga. I just, pink lights, cute face, demon timing. Wish a bitch would. Rolly, I see flex on birdies, count your blessings. Big bees, I mean, big boy bands, I'm fucking flexing. What's your pressure, nigga? We don't really do the question, niggas. We don't pressure with little niggas who ain't touching figures. If you ain't about it, I ain't fucking with you. Turn this nigga to a ghostly figure. You was holding nigga, go figure. I told you niggas you can't touch up on the floor, figure. Can't love it, sit nice, got bounce like trigger. And the niggas who ain't missing on the trigger. And the bird is down bad, how I did her. I ain't never really want the bitch, nigga. And he said I'm enticing. And I talk the nicest. And I got finesse. Niggas broke with no deposit. And Blonde ain't nobody, you embarrassing yourself, nigga. It's in the past, what's the place, what you say? Silent moves, leave no trace, close the case. Crack a bird in a shit like a vase. Out your league, nigga, walk up out my face. It's in the past, what's the place, what you say? Yeah, I just. Silent moves, leave no trace, close the case. All right, man. So let me know how y'all feel about that song. You know, we do it for us. DMs are open. Yeah, but Joe's probably going to answer them and probably say something really creepy back to you. So be warned. Yo, if you DM me talking about, hey, um, <laughs> I would love to be on your podcast. I'm going to tell you, you got to show me your penis. And if you don't anyway. have a penis. <laughs> and if you don't have any. And if you don't have a penis, then the answer is no. <laughs> you guys, bear with us. Um, We're introducing a new segment this week. It's called Who's Re- What is it? Who's really popping? It's a new segment that we're introducing to the podcast where we bring up certain, it don't necessarily have to be music artists, could be like actors or whatever, right? Yeah. 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 Who's really popping? We're yeah. looking at the entertainment industry and finding out, we're going to pick one person, are they popping or not? So this week, 
we got Jack Harlow. You guys, uh, what's popping? Ironically, is his hit single. Um, is he really popping? Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, from my from what I understand, he has a pretty diverse background. He grew up with like black white kids, like because in Kentucky, it's not as segregated as like I guess other cities across America. Mm-hmm. So you know he comes from a diverse background, and um, I guess the question is, is he really popping? I mean, I would say as far as his appeal now, because I feel like when it comes to white rappers that have an ability to rap really well. There's always a large appeal with that. Yeah. I feel like. Like, it's always, we're always looking for that, I feel like, in the hip-hop space. Like, we need to see something different. So, I feel like, in this current uh, music scape, somebody like Jack Harlow, who is like, you know, they say he like, you know, he could, you know, he raps with uh, with, with some rhythm. You know, he kind of has a, a sort of aesthetic. He grew out his beard now, so he kind of like, you know what I'm saying? He could, he can blend, he could stick out, but, you know, fit in with, you know, the niggas, quote unquote, you know? So, I, I mean, I'd say he's popping. I want I want to know what y'all think. Well, when you say popping, like what constitutes as such? Like, is it his background? Is it his popularity level? Is it, you know, how much money he got or like how many people fuck with him? Like, would like, cause I mean, yeah, he's pretty like, I think he's cool. Like he obviously has a hit song and he's definitely got the, you know, the swag and, and, and stuff like that. But is he? Popping. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah of course it. he's gonna be popping because of that. But okay, so popping like does he have to like? I mean, he has a chart. He has billboard records charting on the Billboard, so that could be like if we're lo- the metric we're using, mm. we saying popping. Is he really popping? Like, is niggas really fucking with him? I'd say yeah. He has records charting on the Billboard. Um, I actually like the album he put out. It was cool, cool little album. So I mean I yeah I would say Jack Harlow's popping. What about you, Joe? <laughs> yo, yo, <laughs> cut this shit out, man. Bro, I'm so sorry, this nigga bro. is scrolling through Hulu, man. Bro, Do you realize that we're doing a podcast? I know, bro, but you you made it sound so boring, bro. I made it sound so boring. So, but don't even lie to yourself, bro. Didn't you make it sound pretty boring, bro? Like who's popping? I don't know how I sound, <laughs> bro, bro, bro. I tried my best, man. You and I'm not saying you didn't, bro. I'm saying you did a really good job. You know what? Clap it up for Demar, man. So we, you wait until we get into the conversation to tell me the introduction to the conversation was boring. Joe, you are amazing, bro. Bro, Vinay, why are you know. still eating so much candy? Why are you hating on Vinay and her candy, bro? You want some, bro? No, I don't. You want some candy? No. Don't you think you've had enough for the day? <laughs> no, I have you know an addiction. What it sound like, bro? Demari sound like he he's been called out and now he's trying to call out somebody else, bro. I'm not calling out nobody. Once you pulled out the candy, I'm like, damn, you eat more candy, Vinay. <laughs> all right, bro. So all right, I can say this, right? I fuck with Jack Harlow. Okay. He just he's just a funny guy. I like him. You know, I you know I started to like I started to realize something, right? The reason why I like Jack Harlow, because he's a normal fucking guy. He doesn't portray this godlike complex to him, bro. Like when you see some of these artists that are popping or you know getting their shit together, they give off this godlike complex. And I started to realize a lot of artists who are popping really recently in this space, they're doing that. They're not giving you off this this godlike complex or this or this this. this well, what is a? I mean, that's a whole nother topic. But okay, pertaining to Jack Harlow, what I mean, he's not. I mean, other than just his music and his own personality, I mean, I know some of the uh, he likes to play with. Uh, 
you know, him being gay, <laughs> you know, or I some don't... some little, you know what I'm saying, he likes to get them jokes in there. Yeah, he makes some jokes, cool. He makes jokes, you know, he's he's doing, you know, when niggas ask him questions, he'd be like, what? Like, he's not going to be out here, like, acting tough or trying to play it hard. And, and a lot of rappers do that shit, bro. Like, we see it all the time. You know, we got, we got, I like it, like Lil Nas X. I like Jack Harlow. I like, uh, who else is popping right now? Who else is, uh, really hopping out right now? Um, New Artist. I like, I like, uh, I even like, uh, Rod Wave because he does it too. Where, like, that boy just tries to be himself a little bit, you know? Like, he, they're not, they're, they're finally getting out of this, I have to be gangster rap kind of thing. That's why I like Young Thug so much, bro. Young Thug's personality is like, yo. I'm a BB. Like, I'm going to just do me shit. You know what I'm saying? I might fuck around and make a joke or do something funny or do something that's just me as itself. I'm not going to be trying to walk around like I tilt guns everywhere and I'm, and I'm mad at everyone. And, you know, yeah. like that gangster shit is, it's, it's, like, it's cool, but it's not real, bro. It's only one mode. It's real, but, like, the people that are engaged in it, some of them aren't. And it's noticeable and it's fraudulent. Mm-hmm. But like, as, yeah, I can respect the fact that like he stays true to himself. Cause I saw a clip of him, his very first song. The name was Corny. Like a lot of the songs I started off doing were corny as fuck. Like I mean, we all like kind of start off like that. But some people veer off and decide if they're gonna stick to what they think people will like or if they're gonna stick to what they like. And that even goes back to the very first topic we were talking about, as far as like knowing ourselves. And living thoroughly through that, I think that he, him and Lil Nas X, and we could even do an episode on him, like, great examples of just real popping people, chill people, just doing them. I mean, you probably get chill, but I mean, everybody's going to interpret people's personality different, I feel like. But we also got to remember, we don't know these motherfuckers, so. Yeah, that's what I don't. You said so, we don't. Yeah, we don't know. That's that. what I'm saying. So I don't like to even. But do like that. at the I same just time, to the music. It's like it's like when you see some of the things like if they put out like, I remember Lil Nas X the other day he put out some kind of like four part TikTok thing I seen, where he just was talking about his come up and what he was doing, and, you know, you also gotta remember like you see the old tweets, you see some shit like you know what he tweets. It's like yo, I tweet shit. Not that way, but I tweet shit just like that. You know, I talk out of my ass sometimes. I'll just say some shit that's just, you know, off the rails. Yeah, like, like the man was like, "Yo, before the vir- before the vaccine, after the vaccine," and he was like, you know, he was like, "Oh, before the vaccine, I wasn't gay, and now I'm gay." Like, <laughs> shit like that is just like, yo, it's it's funny. It's yeah, cool, it's interesting. You know, you not you don't you don't always have to be okay. So people, so the artists that are able to have because. Pertaining to Jack Holly, you like that he has just fun with doing what he does, and yeah, you like, can tell that, and it's genuine. Yeah, That's what like, you feel. Like if he was gonna put on an act, he's pretty fucking good at acting. He should become an actor. On oh, God, I don't want to see him in like a like how we see like Adam Post Sandler Malone. and like Jonah Hill and like those type of movies. I don't want to see Jack Harlow in something like that. We're talking about like a Post Malone. I wouldn't see a whole movie with Jack. Harlow. Not no no no. I'm saying I'd want him to play a role, not a whole movie based on him. No. Well, I know, like, with Adam Sandler and Joe, like, the movies are sort of based around them for the most part, the movies yeah, that they're in. Yeah, those are the main characters. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I'd, if, it, if it's, like, or, like, a few really, like, funny lines from Jack Harlow saying some funny shit, that would be cool to see. Yeah, you know, like, if he's, I would, I would even, if, if Jack Harlow was like, yo, I'm gonna go do improv for a week, I would most definitely go to an improv show and see what the fuck he's doing. 
Uh, I don't know if I'd go to an improv show just to see Jack Harlow, but... I mean, I mean if Jack Harlow's going to say, I'm going to go do improv, the same way if we've done it before, where we see, uh, like, motherfuckers started watching, was it, the, the Raptors because Master P was on the bitch, pretended... Just, just because you know you didn't. Niggas was watching. What was that? The two thousands. Niggas. Vince Carter was on the Raptors. Niggas was watching. I mean, just saying, like, yo, you watch something just to see what they can do. Like, yo, that's pretty funny. Have you ever seen whose whose line is it anyway? No. No. That's a pretty fucking funny ass improv show. Hmm. It's a TV show. It's funny shit. Our boys. I'm just saying, like, our boys. It's just pretty. He does something. I like it. And and his gazebo. I was like, yo, this is a great album. I don't even know who the fuck this guy was. I was not paying attention to the to the, the artist. Sometimes I don't even do that. But yo, this is good ass album. I was like, yo, this is good ass songs. I love this. Yo, shit. that's one thing. He has the ability to rap. He has the ability to rap. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you giving him credit because he's white? No, I'm not giving him credit because he's. You white. You did say earlier though, like yo, um, when white rappers can actually rap, but I've never seen. Yeah, I see from the hip hop from a large mainstream hip hop. That's the appeal. White people who enter hip hop who don't know how to rap though. Mm. Malcolm Moore, he could rap. It, his topics was pretty ass, but he could. I rap. mean, if niggas, I, I'll tell you. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of G Easy, but he could rap. It's not the oh, fact that okay. he, he can't. Okay, but here's the thing: you're saying you're not a fan of him, but he could if, rap still. Okay, Joe. Even they can G Easy rap. He's okay. You know the thing is like like can he spit a bar like that's, yeah that and that's bar- rapping come on that's not no 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 like, no, 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 no 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 like G E Z could yeah, spit but, a bar like yo you just hating okay the rap guy. rap there's too well. many there, rap well sorry goodness there there's too many well. like really great rappers for us to even be like did you hear that new G E Z like no I'm not playing that what Gucci said what I didn't I don't like when Gucci um. Cause his quotes about Eminem. Cause I'll listen to Eminem music, but his quotes. Cause that's how I feel towards Jeezy. Like if you playing G Easy in your car. That's how I feel. Like you gonna turn that shit off in your car. I'm like to me, no, I'm not. No, don't play yeah, G Easy in my car. This is the same guy in 2018. No, 2019 decided to play. Um, what was the name of it? Tell me, tell me, cause it was now. Ne- I never played no trash. D. Uh, Dmx. D- Oh. DMX 2019 decided to play DMX trying to go to the beach pull up bitches. No, that wasn't that no was when you. we came back. That Stop. Was Why you. you you always lying, bro? You that stay lying, you. nigga. You stay you lying. Stay First of all, go. niggas love X. X went fucking platinum like two or three times. So X is certified. And that was all the way back from the beach. I never said X DMX. DMX. See how he tried to put an X? No. Well, that was the first X. We they called him X back then too. What are you talking about? Hey, bro, this ain't back then. We call that nigga DMX now. Uh, Mr. Okay, Dog. Well, I'll I call him either. You and really play DMX in the car, hoping to well, on the way back at night time. On the way back at night, that wasn't like on the way to the the sunny bright beach. I was playing Frank Ocean on the way to the beach. Shouldn't it be flipped? No, it shouldn't be flipped. Even so, come on. No, no, it come on. Shouldn't be flipped. What are you doing, man? Come on, bro. Yo, just because you not fucking with it don't mean that it don't hit. Yo, true. Don't mean that it don't hit, bro. Vinay. Huh? Getting the top. All right. Forgetting, getting Would away you, from the topic from DMX. So what do you say? Okay, is Jack... Okay. <laughs> you see how you want to walk No, no, no. Okay. We all think he's popping. I mean, I don't know so what Jack else Jack Harlow's popping, Joe. 
I mean, he's all right. So he's not. So that's a no for Joe. Is he popping, Vinay? I've been, I've been, I was, what is it's, your opinion? It's yes. I said yes. No. Okay. All right. So it's a no for Joe. Yes yeah, for Vinay. Cool. Yes for me. Y'all call those popping. You're going to Hollywood. <laughs> Y'all used to watch American Idol. And the judges used to be like, yeah, you're getting eliminated. <laughs> no. Home. Yo, I remember the funniest thing. My dad, I used to tell my dad, dad, I could see. <laughs> my dad would look me dead in my face. My dad would look me dead in my face and said, I would not embarrass myself. <laughs> He's like, son, no, you cannot sing. <laughs> you cannot sing. <laughs> Taking you to American Idol. Oh, man. To stand in that line for hours so you can prove to yourself you cannot sing. And then he says, you can go and take the bus and go there. And you can waste your time. <laughs> but I would not embarrass myself. Mm-mm. Before you about to end up on the comedy segment of it. Before you even get into before you even get in the car, I must hear what you sing so I can tell you because I'm not, <laughs> is it worth me taking you there? Yeah. That shit just be so funny. Yeah. I was like, damn, I can't sing. Yeah, we're about to get into music updates. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. let's get it. Let's All right. So, a lot of new music has come out since the last time we recorded, so I'm going to just run it down a few of them. Uh, Benny the Butcher, Plugs I Met 2. I mean, for me, I like the first Plugs I Met a little bit more, but I'll I'll have to sit with this album a little bit more. Um, Joyce Rice, Overgrown. Uh, Soulfly by Rod Wave. I listened to it twice. I really like the project. Uh, I feel like it's just his, like, ghetto diary. I feel like on that album, he just is telling so much diary. about that shit. A nigga can't have a diary? Do you have a diary? There's a write things down in. Do you write your emotions day to day? I have a manifestation. Yeah. Thing, I write things down in there. About your feelings? About how I may be thinking. Do you write... What color pen do you write it in? Black. Is there anything on the cover of it? No. Does it say Demarius? On it? No, it doesn't say Demario. Do you have days dates in? No, this date is just a notebook with lines. So it's, it's what's wrong with yo? Is this nigga trying to clown me for writing stuff down? Hey, bro, if you had told you're me, trying to find, I know you're trying to get on the comedy shit, Joe. I got it. I'm gonna let you get it off, but like I, realistically, not, you don't. You've never written anything down. My you, feelings. Okay, I wouldn't judge no. you for that either. No, I don't write down my feelings. <sighs> Whatever, Joe. Dear you're so diary, tough. you're so tough, Joe. You tough. <laughs> You tough. I know you're a man. I got it. That's not what I said, bro. So what are you saying? Look, we talking about music on this, and you stumble it. Look at but you. I'm saying that you got a diary, bro. I'm asking. There is a notebook that I write things down in. What kind of you notebook is it? Consider that a diary. It's a composition notebook. Yeah, it's a diary. If you had said spiral, I'd have let it pass. But you got you a diary, bro. What would have been the difference? It's a notebook where you write things out, nah, regardless. Bro. All right. <laughs> that boy got a composition like he in jail. Get you a Lawrence spiral. School. Or niggas that have rhyme books. You, you've never had, a, you've had rhyme books before, right? Started off with rhyme books. Yo, shut the fuck up. A anyway. rhyme book is totally different than a diary. <laughs> She's writing, technically you're writing down your thoughts, right? Yeah, it's in the scheme of a rhyme, but still her thoughts nonetheless. If you had said a poetry book, I would have let it slide, bro. But you didn't, though. These are all exceptions to the rules. It doesn't fucking matter. It's a book that you write shit down in. Period, bro. Hey, 
Hey, yo, bro. It's okay, bro. It's cool it's that you okay. got a diary. You got a diary, you bozo. Yo, y'all got to check. I'm we sorry. don't need a Rory situation on the podcast. Nigga, we bro. good. Me and Joe's Rory. good. We not. Rory is the. <laughs> he was artist. asking about Rory. <laughs> that's his name, right? Rory? Ron? Yeah, that's another podcast, bro. <laughs> what? Joe Budden podcast. Joe Budden podcast. Oh, I. Sorry. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Roy, the the uh the music artist. I like that guy. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. Uh so like I said, I like the Soulfly album Broadwave, so I can get diary, like I said. Uh Neptune by Gallant, another R and B project. Uh <laughs> I Take by Vic Mensa. The intro to that album is fucking crazy. So I'm thinking Vic is gonna he he dropped the V tape last year. I tape this year, C tape probably come out next year. This shit is dope. This nigga could rap. I take by Vic Mensa. The intro and that just blaze went crazy. Um, our very uh my dog Sidon just put out a new single, Banana Swirl, Forever Dan feature uh featuring Forever Dan and Amber Your Rose, bro. Shit is fire. Y'all go stream that. Um, Heartless by Rowdy Rich. He just put out another single. I want to hear how it sounds in the the um theme of his new album, huh? Uh, hard for the next. Uh, oh, speaking about the Rowdy Rich, I want to hear. I've been hearing that snippet like a few, like less than a year ago, with Drake and Rowdy Rich. I wonder if it's gonna be on a Certified Lover Boy album or Rowdy Rich's album. Either way, the snippet was hard, and I want to hear it soon. Um, hard for the next Moneybag Yale feature in Future. Um, the Love Language by Trevor Jackson. Uh, Drist by Carl Benjamin. Mm-hmm. The Blicky Tape Two by Twenty Two G's. Uh, Deacon by Serpent with Feet. I really like that project. And Die for Respect with DDG. The YouTube. Well, he's a rapper now. Formerly, you know, he still does YouTube and shit. Formerly but, known uh, DDG, the YouTuber. Yeah, I guess he don't like to be acknowledged as a YouTuber because he's a rapper now. But I hey, man, to all of it. But I heard he should change his name. He should hmm? do. He should do like one of those things, like yo, DDG, formerly known as DDG, the YouTuber. That would have been like as an artist name. Yeah, that shit would have been. That's way so too long, tough, bro. bro. Like yo. That's way too long. Like bro. how like how Dram goes well, Shelly, formerly known as Dram, that should go tough, bro. If you go f- like if you acknowledge what you used to do, bro, sh- tough. Too long of a name. But what you got over there, Joe? I mean, you can see what I got. You didn't talk about Young Dolph and Key, who dropped Dumb and Dumber too. Okay. Carol G. I'm not gonna say that name. That's too long. <laughs> um, 24K Golden dropped El Dorado. I fuck with it. You know what I'm saying, and I'm not that big of a fan of a uh, 24k 24k golden. Okay, I'm not the biggest fan. I know you got some big features on there. Yeah, um, Miguel, he put his uh, EPs. I was gonna bring that one up, to bro. three out on streaming platforms now, so y'all boys can peep that. Just yeah, just I think it's shit. his old records, right? Yeah, like just his old, old records. Um, My Savior by Carrie Underwood. I'm not gonna tell y'all boys anything I haven't heard myself yet. So, um. The Blue Bucks Clan. Yo, they, them niggas is tough. Niggas is tough. They draw a clan virus too. I'm telling you. Uh, YBN Namir. You already talked about that, ain't it? No, I didn't. Uh, well, he dropped Vision Land. Um, How is it? I haven't heard a song by him in a minute. Is it good? This YNBN. Run in the Mill song? It's, 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 his, it's his thing. I'm not going to say like, oh man, it's it's great, but it's it's his. You know when you got like his thing, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Like the music artists make is theirs. I like um Deacon with Serpent with Feet. I mean, it's cool. Yeah, I brought that up, but go ahead. Give your thoughts. But it's gay. What's well, wrong? Not- what's wrong with that? In musically, but musically. Oh, musically. Yeah. 
He loved whoever he loved. That's what I'm saying. So just enjoy the music. But he gay. Like, you're super gay. Like, yo, <laughs> yo, you think it's a joke, but I just played a track earlier where the whole thing was, I miss your beard, bro. Like, you you were just listening to it and reading the lyrics. Yeah. I'm glad that there are more openly gay artists coming I'd out. I'd like it. I'm not going to say I don't like but it. But his music... Like from what I heard, it's oh, a it's just because you put the emphasis on it. I thought you were yeah. trying to say nah, like okay. it's just it's just it's so. Bro, I want some Cash Page music. Oh yes, bro, Cash Page is fucking nice, very nice with this. Valencia by Le- by Yeek drop that shit's so fucking fire. Such a good pop album, bro. So good. And uh, oh, Champagne Showers by uh FG FCG Heen. Henny and Crystals by Damani Go Hard and uh, Chasing Summers. That's all I've been listening to. Oh yeah, so that's a nice. Um, an artist that we actually well, when we went to the showcase, we were supposed to see perform, but we left before. She goes by the name of Isis Taylor. She's actually here from Broward. She has a, she has this. I don't know if it's a new record, but I just found this record. It's called Alone. I think it's really dope. She's an R and B artist. She can really sing. Um, yeah, I've still been listening to that new Brent record. Show you all. So that's what I've been listening to, really. You know who I want to find? That one showcase. Remember that showcase we went to the other day? That just that open mic shit. And it was this one guy. And he was, he's a, bro. The man hopped on stage. I thought he was going to really say, like, some, like, street shit. But he was just doing grunge. And I said, fuck, bro. This is so fucking good. I was trying to tell you, not that it reminded me of X and all of his music, but when I first heard Sippin' Tea on SoundCloud, that's what it reminded me of. That was, that was, that was grunge. That was like very grunt, like Sippin' Tea. That was very, that was a Like, yo, bro, like when you hear it, you're going to see the guy. Like, I saw the guy, right? First, the guy pulls up white t-shirt, plaid pants, and a weighted vest. I'm like, man, I wonder what he's doing. Then he has like, like he's starting his dreads or whatever. So it's like, bro, like, this guy looks kind of. All right, this nigga just gonna start hopping on the beat. Like at first, you know, you see him, he's hanging out with his boys outside the shit, and I was just like, oh, he just another guy. Next thing, you know, he comes in there, and he's like, yeah, man, you know, and he just straight grunge. I'm like, bro, this is, I didn't expect this from this type of artist. You know, when you see an artist, I was just thinking like, yo, this guy is more like a, you know, he's just trying to be like another Kodak or another, you know, Jap boy or whatever. But then I'm just listening, and I'm like, bro, like his beats are different. His, his his words is different. Like all everything he was talking about was just coming straight from a place of pain and emotions. And I'm like, damn, bro, this is usually artists like that just need support, really, so they could really excel in whatever that different shit that they're yeah, trying to bro. Do. That shit. I was like, yo, but like, if I ever met this guy, because niggas usually don't really fuck with it if it don't sound like what's going on in Broward at the time. Well, it was in Miami, but it well, was like, Miami, yo, like South Florida, period. And then I was like, bro, I need to find this guy, and I just I just remember his tag was yo. What he said it was? I have no idea. I had to ask people for their Instagrams after doing Kev because I couldn't hear. It's just, it was something like just Jordan. It's just, oh, it's just Josh. But every time I looked that up, it was like, I can't find nothing on there. I mean, if you go back to the party, the uh, the shit, the page. I did, I did. He's not there. He's, he wasn't one of like the headline artists. Oh. He was just like one of the you know open mic guys. Well, you'll run into him again. It's a small world. I want to go back to him. that place and see if I can find that man. They do that shit. I think they do that shit uh, every weekend. I think. Yeah. They do that shit uh, every weekend. The painting with Kush. Yeah, painting, painting with, with Kush. Kush. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty great place, bro. It's yeah. a little off the cut, right off of uh, in North Miami. Um, I forgot what street it's off of. 
it's like right off of the um ninety five turnpike yeah. four forty one thing. But it's like pretty good. They got some great shit. They got a painting place. Um the guy, the owner is pretty guy, nice guy. They got some pretty good weed. Yeah, nice DJ too. Yeah, nice DJ. Oh nah, but I remember last the other night. For a shot though. Shot is expensive. <laughs> Jamari just get, decided to get the most expensive shot they had. Swear to God. No. Co- you said COVID shot? Yeah, like you said shot. I thought you meant a COVID shot. No, a shot, shot of, of, of tequila. Of tequila was Patron. Jamari, you drink? Rarely, yeah. He's I thought alcohol. we were supposed to be a Christian podcast that kind of just is straight edge. They, we don't like do We any, don't we do it. I mean, I don't know who Damari hangs out with that allows him to be an alcoholic. But you know we're here for you, right? Like we're supposed to be an example. I like. wish I wish they could just see my face. I wish they could just see my facial reaction when y'all do the shit y'all do sometimes. God is in your heart, Damari. Mm-hmm. Never forget that. Absolutely. You know what? Let's pray after this. <laughs> no, All honestly, right, go ahead, we, Joe. Start off the prayer. <laughs> after this, bro. <laughs> after this. No, strictly after because before we before we start the podcast and after we do say a prayer, mm-hmm. you know we pray for good vibes on the podcast and we just raise our hands. I'm not Lord against speaking Savior. good words. I'm Nigga, just, are I'm you playing not. bit life? <laughs> wait, what, wait, 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 what? What is happening? What is happening? She over there playing bit life, bro. All right, man. It's a lot going on. It's time to wrap this up. Um, we do it for us. It's We Do It For Us, another episode, man. Episode seven. Goodness, man. We do it for us and Jesus. And the Lord. Okay, man. The uh, Holy Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And the end of this podcast. We out, y'all. Bye. <laughs>